today on the Tearsheet Podcast. And then, frankly, like we realize, okay, like if we actually kind of put this wall saying we are business banking, uh, period, uh, it didn't land well, actually, frankly, because they basically this UX designer sitting in we work does not really identify as a business or this mm. photographer, like having basically like playing photo sessions and photo shoots, like from basically high school seniors to kind of wedding photography, they mm-hmm. wouldn't really call themselves a business. Interesting. Uh, and frankly, even honestly, like I wouldn't, you wouldn't call yourself a freelancer ever in your life. Also, like, I mean, despite like we now like putting this like technical term on it in a sense. So uh, that was honestly like a big learning lesson that like those guys, even starting from marketing position perspective, uh, you can't really sell a business product and ex- expect them to connect uh, even like find you in a sense to be honest with you as well so uh, so we realized actually that's why even auction today was actually like the only challenger bank in, in the us who offers this like personal and business banking under one roof welcome to the tear sheet podcast i'm tear sheet editor-in-chief zach miller as more challenger banks launch we're seeing the emergence of more and more niche offerings serving a subset of users with distinct needs oxygen bank a challenger based in san francisco recognize that freelancers aren't being served well These people don't identify as businesses, and yet they are in business. Founder and CEO of Oxygen, Hussein Ahmed, is one of the hardest working fintech CEOs. He joins us on the podcast to talk about why Oxygen essentially merged a business account with a personal account to serve this demographic. He talks about building and scaling a startup using talent across geographic boundaries, and what his plans are next for the upstart banking product. Hussein Ahmed is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, I'm Hussein Ahmed, the CEO of Oxygen, uh, a digital bank in San Francisco. And how did you get to this point? Where, where, you know, why start a digital bank at this point in your career? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Also, Zach. So I think actually, kind of, it was a personal pain. Also, Zach, kind of like myself. So, uh, so originally from Egypt, kind of, if I like back up, like the like the whole stuff in the beginning, originally yeah, from sure. Egypt. Uh, like grew up basically kind of like in Egypt as well, between Egypt and UAE, uh, and then ended up actually like uh, starting a first company back in Egypt. Uh, after that exit, uh, decided to come to the US. Then at that point, Zach to join the grad school. So uh, specialized in computer science. So got my master mm-hmm. and PhD in computer science from. Genetech, mm-hmm. uh, and then up ended up in Seattle, actually working for Amazon for some time uh, mm-hmm. as a dream manager, and then quit Amazon, started the second company, which was targeted to SMBs uh, as well, kind of thing was auction, uh, and then after that exit, then Zach, I kind of basically went back again to school to UC Berkeley House, kind of, and that's kind of how I also stumbled into this like gap in the market, uh, that kind of we're like set up to solve, which is kind of uh, I was working out of a WeWork location, and at that point, Zach, uh, like basically around you are like photo photographers, real estate agents, UX designers, uh, engineers, data scientists. And then kind of when I started seeing my experience working with banks also at that point, Zach, it was basically you walk into a branch, probably even like you yourself kind of led that life of like serial entrepreneur, kind of like not like nine to five job. Uh, mm-hmm. They basically look at you and like for them, actually, you are an unemployed person per se yeah. because you can't really confirm income. You can't really like get an HR letter from a corporation. Uh, and again, like frankly, if you go to the business side of the house, then uh, at that point, Zach, they say like, yeah, like where is your like, AR and AP and like the whole corporate documents mm-hmm. and corporate credit. So that's kind of when we realize, okay, like, you know what, this does not make sense. Like in 2020, and those guys are asking me now for like three years of tax returns to underwrite like a 15k loan kind of situation so that was kind of basically the general idea then at that point in Zach that uh, 
I think there's an opportunity here that we can go after, especially given how the whole economy now is moving to become more Zach Millers in this space, frankly, than, than being like looking for this like internship and then a nine to five job leading from there. So all these creators around, like from podcasters, YouTubers, influencers, uh, designers, uh, musicians are basically deciding now more than ever before to lead that kind of a life. So uh, so our, basically our thesis was like, you know what, there is a big opportunity here to capitalize on that opportunity and build basically financial services built for that segment of a, of a market. Wow, that's a that's an incredible story. <clears throat> Can we talk a little bit, Hussein, about um, what the, well, let's not say uh, Zach Miller's, but uh, the Zain Ahmed's need as an entrepreneur from a financial service provider? Yeah, that's a good question, honestly, Zach, because I think, honestly, that was, uh, I think even that's why the, the incumbents are not really realizing, like, what would you need differently from somebody else kind of thing, like, why Chase is not enough, or like Wells, or even other digital fin- digital mm-hmm. fintech, uh, digital banks. So I think, kind of, we realize quickly, also, Zach, it, it even, it, uh, it originates from how do you identify, do you identify as a business or as a personal account? And then, frankly, like, we realize, okay, like, if we actually kind of put this wall saying we are business banking, uh, period, uh, it didn't land well, actually, frankly, Zach, because they, basically this UX designer sitting in WeWork does not really identify as a business or this mm. photographer, like having basically like playing photo sessions and photo shoots, like from basically high school seniors to kind of wedding photography. They mm-hmm. wouldn't really call themselves a business. Interesting. Uh, and frankly, even honestly, like I wouldn't, you wouldn't call yourself a freelancer ever in your life, also, Zach. I mean, despite like we now like putting this like technical term on it in a sense. So uh, that was honestly like a big learning lesson that like those guys, even starting from marketing positioning perspective, uh, you can't really sell a business product and ex- expect them to kind of uh, even like find you in a sense to be honest with you as well. So uh, so we realized actually that's why even auction today was actually like the only challenger bank in, in the US who offers this like personal and business banking under one roof. So uh, so basically you can come from other side. So if you are still getting started and like, getting out of art academy of like music and theater, you would come in typically and Zach, honestly, what we imagine now from our learnings is that you would open a personal account, not a business account. Mm-hmm. And then as you start progressing and becoming like a, a tier sheet kind of thing and like basically uh, an agency, a marketing agency, an influencer management company, uh, you start progress and grow into that business account then eventually in a sense of Zach. And the kind of what was even like mind blowing that some of them actually are, are really actually making good money and like mm-hmm. it is a business operations and yet you can't, you're not really calling yourself a business. So we started adding services to your point of Zach of like why it's different uh, that actually basically from the personal account and auction you can like literally answer three four questions and we incorporate a company LLC company for you on your behalf uh, nationwide in the US so basically we take you from this like one person uh, like one woman business kind of situation to basically incorporating an LLC and now basically nobody can go after you personally because you have this liability protection around you. Uh, you have better tax treatment as a company versus a, a person. So uh, so even including things like that, complementary services, not even like directly related to financial services uh, was in itself like perceived really well by the customer also like, because like they even honestly opening legal zoom or locket lawyer and like answering like this like 40 page wizard kind of thing in itself is intimidating it's like why would i do that i'm just gonna use my chase personal account to to go buy my business kind of slash personal life mm-hmm. so uh and then accordingly what would end up happening then like from our lesson also like that, that basically those guys they would end up with this kind of commingling of funds between personal mm-hmm. and business so now you start like basically 
like using dinner for like business funds for using dinners and you're actually paying for we work and your car lease and all the stuff from your personal account and your family money like not your business money so uh so being able also to have this like one button in the app then to switch between your personal life and business life of zach is actually frankly in itself like a unique very prop that actually that you don't really have to uh have like a personal chase and a business city and like try to like basically move money over like for like three four five business days between even yourself to yourself kind of situation mm-hmm. so, uh, so structurally it's, it's one account it, you won't have to move accounts it's even it as you actually, mature in, within uh the maturation as that that kind of journey that you described as saying of of you know starting out maybe just freelancing a little bit and then turning that into a real business like that one account will grow with you it is actually one like i would say honestly one like uh user profile if you will then zach on mm-hmm. auction but basically those two, this profile is basically now hooked up to uh like a full personal checking account uh, our banking partners bank corp and on the business account it is basically like a full business checking account so uh, they're like basically two like uh basically kind of like completely separate accounts uh but yet from the app experience and zach to your point like basically mm-hmm. they look at least like super like uh like easy to switch between them, move money bef- because even like it's one ledger obviously on, on auction. So we're not really gonna use really like ACH rails to move money between like like Zach Miller personal and like basically Zach Miller like LLC kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's how it makes it easy also like because like even you're running on the same rails within the same bank. So uh, so there's no need basically when you call like like frankly like picking up on City now. Uh, the way I used to call City like basically I on, I'm on the phone and talking to somebody and say like yeah but I have one more question about the business account. It's like okay cold off uh, and now i need to pass you over to another organization to answer your question and you are basically starting from a game from scratch like who are you can you verify like seriously so that's honestly how it was frustrating honestly like even like for us like the the line between actually kind of separating your business and personal life is is super blurry honestly like it definitely should be there even legally but uh but to to basically to build those walls between the two side lines of uh of businesses uh in the bank i think it's actually kind of backfiring as well especially for that persona who are trying to basically still like do the right thing uh splitting their business and personal and and so forth but but not to have to deal with like all the whatever would come with from doing that in a sense it's so interesting because like because it's like the bank's silos um, manifest themselves for the customers in the scenario that you talk. And now as a customer, I have to, I have to carry that cognitive load that you guys have split up these functions. Um, that's just really interesting the way you describe it. And so I just want to touch on something. We, we ran a piece on, on you and a, a day in the life, our, our reporter Rivka Abramson um, kind of tracked you throughout the day. And I got a lot of comments after we published that saying like Hussein is like yeah. the, the hardest working guy in fintech and so can you talk about i guess how you've structured um teams internationally as you're building oxygen and 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 kind of what your day looks like in that sense yeah i'm so sorry like actually honestly like i think it sounded better even like reading the article after because like i'm like i'm so sorry actually what, what was i was thinking basically <laughs> so <laughs> So, uh, so I think actually also like I'd like to your point, like frankly, like, even like the thinking of like the like the talent and skill set, and basically again like the cost associated with that is even I think of like for example like as like between like Egypt, India, China, uh, Israel, uh, Europe, and like the whole situation like how like how many amazing talented people work for incredible multinational companies are basically you can tap into this talent then Zach if you can basically kind of uh, be able to stay those like few hours later to like manage like time time zone differences. 
So, so we got mm-hmm. to the point of like, like, why would we basically hire this like, uh, like in a sense like monolith kind of thing team in based in downtown San Francisco? Uh, you are paying much more higher salaries. Even frankly, not even getting some of the senior talent that you'd be able to poach here from like a square or like a firm or those like fintechs. So now basically we're like poaching in Europe kind of thing from like Visa, like from uh, even Russia, like from Tinkoff Bank in Russia. Uh, a lot, a lot of European kind of obviously players, Monzo and Twenty Six, uh, Revolut. So, so honestly, it, like I think also uh, the opportunity that comes from uh, basically also like sh- like breaking those walls, also like of like having this like geo limitation. Like yeah, I have to hire from the Bay Area compared like to, yeah, let's open it up like to Czech Republic, to kind of to Europe, to Eastern Europe, and so forth. Uh, I think in itself also like you bring amazing, incredible people, super, super smart uh, talent. Uh, and the thing honestly, I think even the, there was actually one, maybe one comment was like a bit like how Revolut actually when they came to the US, it was not that successful with the launch because like they were basically disconnected from the, like typical American NSA uh, per se. So basically, they, like when you open a route in the US here, you're still faced with this like dashboard of like, how do you want to like trans, like do you want to exchange money? It's like, why would somebody sitting in like Wisconsin or like Minnesota, like transfer USD to Euro kind of thing as the main function in the <laughs> app. So uh, so that's also honestly, like when that's you get to that, plan. even monolith kind of team to your point and Zach, you start like basically ending up with a room of full of like German or like French people or like basically British people. And you don't really have that mix of like, all like all these kind of experiences uh, backgrounds context like somebody actually if if there was probably even like in their case like a lot of us people they would have obviously picked that out kind of quickly than than expecting like revolut engineering team uh, based in europe to actually basically de- deploy this in the us and it's gonna work so uh, so frankly i think even like the diversity that you bring from like opening that up also like it is honestly invaluable as well of like mm-hmm. how much we learn from those guys and like what even worked in Europe and like what can be transferred in the US so uh, so I think that's kind of basically it is kind of worth the tax if you will mm-hmm. tax, uh, of like staying at those like crazy hours to uh, to basically to get to hire from this like incredible pool of talent uh, and basically diversify the actual engineering and product management p- people uh, working on the products. I just, I just loved when we talked about the, the day in your life, how, you know, as you're going to sleep, other teams are waking up and it just, it felt like this is a startup, you know, that's branching, you know, multiple geographies, multiple time zones. And, and just, you had, you're straddling all of that. I just, it was, it was really impressive. Can, can we, can we talk about the oxygen tech stack? Um, I believe one of the banking services on Bancorp Bank, I'm necessarily asking this comment on on any of those pieces per se but i'm just kind of curious how you're building this thing yeah that's a, that's a like amazing question also because honestly we did actually kind of like, uh, like it's not like it wasn't really a misfire as much as a learning lesson also, because actually frankly we launched it earlier uh, on another banking partner and another kind of basically like banking as a service kind of stack, uh, if you will, and Zach, that went like popping up like everywhere now. Mm-hmm. So, and then we realized honestly quickly that, okay, like, now we have this like brand promise that we're trying to deliver like differentiated products, differentiated experiences. And you end up basically like, if we're like basically me and you and Zach, like launching now on like a, a banking service provider, basically like we are gonna both end up with the same products at the end, uh, like it or not, because that is kind of what we are like running on or like building on. Uh, and the other point also like, like basically also like if something even like goes wrong you are now basically kind of you are kind of uh, in a sense actually like you're trying to solve the, the custom problem by fighting with those kind of basically platform uh, like mm. 
custodians, if you will, because like, yeah, you can't really actually do anything on your side because the whole stack is basically, uh, is outsourced in a sense. So you end up, frankly, honestly, not to pick up on, on many people actually are, like doing that in a sense, it ends up, frankly, being like a marketing company, not like an actual fintech company. So uh, so that's even like, we take that kind of now, like as a thesis of like, of like no white label, like frankly, how like how bad we take it now as a, as a thesis from our scars before, uh, is that basically, I say, yeah, we decide not to build not to build a marketing company with like an Instagram account and uh, and basically outsource the like whole stack to somebody who's like printing cards, issuing cards, like mm -hmm. moving money uh, on your behalf kind of thing. So, uh, and then frankly, also you get with, with that, also that kind of obviously it's much more work, uh, but what you get as well, basically you start like putting those Lego pieces together from the best in every, every everywhere, like from best in CIP, best basically in like CIP, even like this KYC on the consumer or KYB on the business. So who is the best vendor that you can basically work with from data providers uh, on consumer basic CIP versus business, uh, like basically on a like card issuance, card printing, card manufacturing. So uh, so honestly, right now, kind of auction started basically owning a lot of this in-house now, uh, Zach, from this like earlier learning experience. And I think kind of like, the two major advantages for us now, even like just fine to our investors, kind of uh, why we took the whole thing down, like relaunched again with our in-house kind of stack was basically it's like, yeah, like, obviously you get to control the experience uh, and definitely the second part financially is that like the margins are much better uh, because again obviously like if you build this like white label service uh, you are not really actually honestly putting like lifting a finger at this point except for marketing so and then again obviously those people would get compensated accordingly so uh, so the margins get super thin also the point also like you can really offer like things like cashback or other perks uh, or you're gonna basically like now sending your VC money over to customers uh, because because you don't really have enough margins to offer those kind of competing services. That's an interesting point. And, and that's one I've thought about a lot, actually. Like, you know, when we have um, community banks or even mid-size banks on the podcast, you know, they all complain about their sort of um, captured status with, with um, core banking providers and that they're sort of at the mercy of their schedules. The same thing's happening nowadays, just, you know, as at a platform level where if, if you really hook your cart to a, a a banking as a service provider, a platform provider, you are essentially, you know, customizing their services. But at the end of the day, everyone has the same services. That, it's exactly. interesting that you, that you point that out. So, so what's next for Oxygen? So, like, where are you? I guess in 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 sort of your maturation curve as a company and as you know, it's touching customers and and where are you headed? Let's say in twenty twenty one. Yes, <laughs> thanks, Zach. So I think honestly, for us as well, kind of, as we still have this core thesis, but yet kind of get, uh, it it's not really actually materializing in, in even a better way. So uh, so definitely our backlog as well is designed to cater to that segment. So for example, right now we have like invoicing also uh, launching in private beta, Zach. So basically we realize as well this person actually is coming out of like art school again uh, for design, and that like, they're trying to build a client or a photographer trying to invoice a client, and uh, you you have this person completely like disconnected from financial services and Zach and they're trying to figure out, okay, like now we need an invoicing software like FreshBooks or Wave and you need to hook this software to a merchant account. So do you want to use Stripe or Braintree or something else? And then basically like they, they are now tasked like somehow despite being at, like this creative person of like basically hooking up this like whole like plumbing uh, to make their operation work to just literally send you a professional looking invoice. Mm -hmm. So we start basically doubling down on those kind of add-on services also Zach like uh, 
because like yeah like this person should open uh, an auction account and they can tap a button and like basically send the invoice to Zach with a saying like okay like you want to pay like a thousand dollars for this person for like a UX design uh, you basically open a web page you pay the money shows up in the account uh, like immediately so that's kind of basically how we are even focused the backlog in general Zach, about around that persona of like how can you solve more problems for this person uh, how can you help them basically uh, like get paid in a sense so uh so for example like also we had lending as well which is was like a line of credit product mm-hmm. which is unfortunately got paused as well with uh, with covid uh for kind of obvious like risk exposure uh mm-hmm. so that also was kind of like definitely planning to like we can like definitely are planning to relaunch that also uh, in the next couple of months or that again uh, given now we again we know this person actually is probably have this gaps in cash flow they're waiting for the next gig or kind of basically sure. uh like paid and like now they're waiting on a net 30 invoice to get paid so uh so kind of that's we basically in a way also to answer like with this rambling is that like we basically were trying to stay true to our core persona in a sense also like uh, but honestly kind of to share with you it's kind of one of like the like fun amazing kind of outcome that happened is actually kind of like we like to compare ourselves like to mac now is that like basically it's probably me like me and you now are on mac despite like it's it, it's not really built for us kind of thing it's actually built for like filmmakers and photographers and musicians and graphic artists uh, but yet yeah like why would you pick up another product now if you can like get this like amazing machine like with aluminum and black glass and amazing technology so uh, so frankly that was also kind of what we like like gladly uh, found out was like basically like uh, when we started basically targeting the persona properly we started picking up a lot of organic users who are not even part of this like oxygen thesis mm-hmm. uh, but yet are coming for the functions feature set like branding mm-hmm. experience so uh, so that's kind of was the exciting part as well of like uh, but again it's like if apple for example lost focus of their kind of core like this like adobe like fi- like final cut pro persona mm-hmm. uh probably it would have lost the game most like, so kind of basically we we always keep reminding ourselves that is that like we can't lose focus of the our core kind of uh passionate kind of cult of a segment uh and start basically catering for like this horizontal banking service like uh like other players in the space who are basically not like focused on a specific niche uh, per se i like that and I, I, we have time for one last question um how, how do you how do you market? How do you bring in new customers? That 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 persona that you just described so in detail. Yeah, actually, which is amazing. Also exciting. Also, like, because like you imagine that it is more like it sounds like a like a tiny niche of like why would you build a bank for this kind of around this persona, which actually, frankly, even like the like one of the co-founders of Patreon is investing in auction. The founder of Teachable.com is again one of our investors. So uh, so all these marketplaces also like are like basically uh, are kind of honestly like they are like 100% our ideal customer per se is that those people are like growing from this like freelancer like looking for a freelance marketplace and then basically growing to become an agency on the marketplace as well so uh, so we have a lot of partners also exactly this like b2b to c uh, model is that basically we go after this like amazing marketplaces we partner with them uh, the founders incredible founders behind them as well and they can see exactly because I guess you can put to your point Zach like basically if you're running such a marketplace you know exactly what is the pain points of uh, of your customer uh, and then one of like the the points also that we found out also on that note even like to touch on it also Zach was kind of like, again back to the banking and service providers as you mentioned is that like all these marketplaces now is wondering like back to the history of like every company is going to be a fintech company it's like yeah do, should i really issue a, a debit card and frankly honestly our selling point as well to those kind of uh, like 
partners in a sense that like yeah you're gonna basically ship this like bare minimum like obviously like on the crippled account or like or service that you yourself is not gonna use or any of your team members so that's just like partner with a properly built out like fully like like built kind of deep product uh, then basically like slapping a debit card on your marketplace or offering it as a, an additional add-on service that you know that yourself actually it's not that good to even offer as a as an actual business account that support that so uh, so i think that would be like for us also as like a big part of of the strategies that like there's a lot of pool of people of concentrated pool of people that you can go after with this like high market marketing precision in a sense of stack without uh, basically being like going after horizontally or competing with horizontal players in the space uh yeah so you don't really have to start bidding or like optimizing for keywords like digital banking or free bank or like free mm -hmm. like no fees banking because you can imagine also like right now with this people like all big players with a world chest of of money basically uh it's just like basically you're like like it's like it's a lost fight in a sense to actually go compete on those kind of keywords now with a horizontal offering uh given like all these amazing successful players in the space uh at the moment that makes a lot of sense. Hussein, thank you for joining us on the Tearsheet podcast today. Thanks so much, Zachary. I appreciate it.